You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So an actor is saying his lines, yeah. and then out of nowhere, he just starts singing. I was certain that you were singing the beginning of Hamilton. <laughs> oh. No, I was. Wait, did you I, see that performance on John Krasinski's? Yes, show? that was so cool. Wow, I think we might be behind in talking about that. I think that was technically last week. It but. technically was, but one, check out John Krasinski's Good News Show. Yeah, super and awesome. Two, uh, the entire original cast of Hamilton got back together to do a Zoom, <laughs> Zoom recording of the yeah, original of the opening number. That was so stupid. And like Leslie Odom Jr. is giving you the greatest performance you've ever seen in front of a zoom camera. Just, just like, like smoldering, <laughs> like with his, with his fancy AirPods. With his AirPods <laughs> in. It was so sick. I know. Oh my God. Welcome to guys who like musicals. Welcome I'm to Joe guys Carroll. who like musicals. I'm Dan Tracy. We are this week. We're talking to Robin Herter, uh, star of Moulin Rouge. Um, she, this was one of, one of the funniest episodes i think we've ever done this was uh, like a guys who like musicals pregame <laughs> this was a guys who like musicals pregame this was guys who like musicals at the bar yeah um, for sure uh happy robin, hour with the guys I, I asked i asked robin what time we should do the interview and she said sometime around three or four o'clock because that's when i stop being a homeschooling parent and i start drinking right and so we called her at 4 p.m and she uh got on the call with a her version of a Long Island iced tea with like pineapple juice or something. It led for a really, <laughs> really funny conversation. I was wondering um, if it was going to fall off the rails at some point, <laughs> but it stayed right. on the rails. No, she's, she's the best. Uh, she's a total party animal the, and such a talent. Holy cow. Um, yeah. uh, and um, some, some of the things, if you don't know Robin, she is an absolute gem of an Instagram follow. Um, her kid is so cute. Her husband is super handsome and super talented. Uh, and she is so funny. She does all sorts of cooking stuff and dance videos and she's a maniac. Um, uh, some of her credits include Chicago, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, The Wedding Singer, Grease, Nice Work If You Can Get It, and Moulin Rouge. As we mentioned, we talk about her starring role, uh, starring in, in Chorus Line at City Center as Cassie. We talk about uh, the national tour of Chorus Line. We talk about a million things that she did. Um, God damn it, did we laugh a lot. Um, 
And uh, when we get to the episode, we'll we'll talk about how she got um, why she's no longer allowed at Fenway Park. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was just such a ten, and we're so grateful that she took the time to talk to us. Um, one thing we're trying this week, Dan. Do you want to talk about this new thing we're trying? So yeah, of course. As you know, we still don't have any official sponsorship for the show. <laughs> no ads. <laughs> which actually I think has been great because we haven't had to stop the flow of the show for any reason or to um, bring in any outside influence. We can kind of just tell the stories we want to tell and be the people we want to be, which makes for a nice like casual environment for you guys and for us. And so if you want to support us, if you have the means to support us, if you um, can find it in your heart to support us in this difficult <laughs> time, uh, we'd appreciate it. We totally understand if you can't, but we'd appreciate it. And we've recently set up a Patreon page. You can go on there. You can see the different tiers of uh, opportunities for you to, to support the show. And we'd totally appreciate it. And it would help us uh, keep things going and keep growing the show. Exactly. And we just wanted to provide like even more access, even more stuff. Um, and so, you know, on there, you know, for small fees, uh, access to us, access to merch, access to, uh, you know, special, you know, special access to our guests and various things. It's all there. Um, but it just would support us to, con you know, to continue to make the show and not have to give you uh, a bunch of Squarespace ads um, <laughs> in, in between uh, us talking and our guests talking. So it's something we're trying. If it doesn't work out, then we'll stop it. But uh, we thought that this could be a cool way for us to continue to to keep the show going. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see. But there's some cool stuff on there from coaching, you know, coachings with Dan and I to um, sitting in on interviews if you wanted to be a guest and, and, and uh, be live with us as we interview people. We're just kind of giving away some stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and just a little plug here. I am going to be going live next week on the Facebook group No Marking doing a masterclass on self-taping and creating content and answering questions and stuff there. For those of you who don't know, No Marking is a community of artists and performers. Uh, this was set up by our guest, Kate Lumpkin, and there's about 5,000 people on there, and she's got two Whoa. or three classes every single day running for free to help provide services for artists during this time. So I think it's super awesome. It moved really fast and it's, I was just watching Vishal Crazy. Vadia teach me how to riff, which, you know, it's going <laughs> nice. to take a little longer than an hour, but he was yeah. trying. <laughs> <laughs> you need, you need more help with that, but I think you're starting somewhere. Uh, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be going live there next week. And so you can check on uh, my personal pages to get more info on that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, one final plug for the Bandstand movie. It is still uh, streaming, so you can check that out. I got a chance to watch it again last weekend. It was really fun, and it was really fun to see Corey and everybody. Um, so that's still on Playbill through the weekend. Check it out if you haven't. Can um, you only watch it on Playbill, or can you somehow get it on your TV? You can you can like cast it to your TV if you have an Apple TV. You Got can it. use an HDMI cord or something, but it Got is it. only on on Playbills online 
platform. Um, so, um, but we were able to cast it to our TV in my house or Sweet. my wife's house. Where Airplay, I'm quarantining. Mom. mom, you got to yeah. use Airplay. Yeah. Airplay, it's called Airplay. This is a, this is me officially t- answering your text message. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of what we what we got. And uh, again, Robin is such such a light. Um, we laughed so much through this this episode. Um, it's really fun. It's really silly, uh, and we hope you enjoy the uh, ultra fierce. Hashtag triple threat. Robin Herder. Here we go. Well, Robin, thank you for joining us. Uh, This is amazing. What is the, what's the drink? What is the, the yellow drink that we see? I know it looks abnormally. (laughs) yellow right now but it's Looks literally delicious. just pineapple juice um with tequila vodka uh. gin rum triple sec <laughs> just pineapple juice with <laughs> yeah, right. and the good part is i made a i i did a <laughs> i did a cup of, <laughs> I did a cup of vodka a cup of gin cup of tequila rum triple sec cup of simple syrup and a cup of pineapple juice and you have a really well mixed drink yeah balanced yes yes uh, so balanced totally how are you so it sounds like you're (laughs) making it through the quarantine okay (laughs) yeah my quarantine is 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 great (laughs) 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 no i'm i'm pretty Uh, fortunate i'm pretty fortunate right now to be up where I live with the mountains and uh, nature and land and I'm able to, you know, yeah. actually step outside and feel free. Where so, do you live? I live in Woodbury. If you know where the Woodbury Commons are, you know, um, yeah. it's like an hour north of the city. If you just yeah. go straight up the Palisades, and then once you uh-huh. go into the Bear Mountain area, you would right. head west. Yeah. I'm like 10 minutes that way. Hell so yeah. it's like to, to Midtown. It's like with no traffic, it's an hour and five minutes. Yeah, nice. see, like hot take, the best place to live in New York is not totally in Manhattan or Brooklyn because it's the you have the same commute as somebody who lives far out in Brooklyn. That's the thing. I mean, and you when have I, like a real life. It is a real life, and I, I mean, when I lived, we lived in Washington Heights for for years and years and years, and there are days with that a train that it was door to door like fifty five minutes. Of, right, right. And I'm like, I would much rather be driving in my car and add an extra, yeah. even if there is traffic, an extra 20 minutes to be in the comfort of my own car where I could listen to my own music, not be near anybody else. Mm-hmm. Right. And live on, you know, almost two acres of land in a really big house and have deer and bunny yeah. and birds. I love Yeah, you're so speaking much. to Dan's like, like, this is what Dan's heaven is. Like, he's. He, he right now him and his girlfriend are quarantining in their apartment and he's looking up uh house listings near you I have every day a lot of people are. <laughs> right now yeah. they're like wow we need to get out but you're healthy and you're you're doing all right and your juice is getting you through i mean i i was i was pretty shy about it at first i didn't i didn't want to mention it because in, in the beginning because I don't know why. Maybe I have this like I'm a superhero and I I I won't be taken down. But I was I am talking about it now. But I I did I was tested positive for COVID nineteen. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, it was our whole our whole cast got 
pretty, I mean, it's, we were supposed to kind of be a little, you know, hush hush and I I'll, you know, save the details about it, but our cast was was pretty, was pretty hit with it. Um, some cases a lot worse than others for me. I'm a, I'm a bad, uh, source of judgment for myself because I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always, I'm always like, oh yeah, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. And now that now looking back at it, I was like, whoa, there were a couple scary days just with the breathing. But um yeah. Now that I'm fully recovered, I'm like, wow, that was that was not okay. But yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird virus. And uh I just hope it I hope everybody stays smart and stays home and Well, I think that someone like you is that you're actually kind of the worst person to get this <laughs> disease because of that. Like, like we, when we were in rehearsal for, you know, watching you rehearse Roxanne and your pain tolerance is kind of unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're like, you're like, so my toes are on fire because Ricky just dra- <laughs> dragged me across the floor. 45 times you're working on this this number and so and you're like i'm good i'm good i'm good good. (laughs) so i can imagine you're like you're like i can't really breathe but i'm fine but i'm fine it's fine my clyde had to my husband had to tell at say to me on the third day of me because it was up to a point like i couldn't if you could hear me breathe now like i couldn't do that without having a spasm like an immediate reaction to cough out um it was that bad it's and it's nothing i've ever had no other kind of flu or respiratory thing it was just this restriction that you weren't it wasn't allowing you to breathe properly which was the scary part and for like three days it kept getting worse and worse and clyde said if it's any worse or it stays the same tomorrow we're going to the hospital and i was like i'm fine i'm gonna be okay (laughs) (laughs) and fortunately the next day I, I had this testing for about six days. And then the next day was when I was like, Oh my God, I can actually go a little bit before I went to a spasm and it kept getting better and better. Oh, wow. But yeah, basically I've been good for like eight, eight days now, eight, nine days, I think. Um, and yeah, oh, I'm grateful for my lungs, grateful for my health and, uh, constantly sending out good energy to, to people that I know and people I don't know that are suffering with this like much worse than I did. So totally. Yeah. It's totally. totally scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such a, such a, th- I mean, and it, it, we've seen now more and more shows that, I mean, there's no way that it wasn't going to kind of run rampant through shows. I mean, everybody's just on top of each other exactly. all the time, Yeah, you know, but you know, usually it's just like the seasonal flu or, you know, one person gets a sinus infection and then 30 people get sinus infections. Right. This is very different. It's very different. Um, and also it, it, it comes and goes and it lasts a span. I mean, my first symptoms were March 10th. And I was tested positive on the 16th and I wasn't fully feeling okay until March 27th. Wow. Yeah. And and it's a, it's like a phantom. It like comes and I'm like, I mean, to be honest, I was like, I like, I don't know. (laughs) This is so bad, but I don't care. I was like, babe, I don't know if it's Corona or if I'm hungover. (laughs) 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 It's so horrible, but I'm like, all we do is just sit and drink and I'm like, I'm fine. You know what I mean? Like, yep, okay. yep, yeah, right. And I was like, we had I had a lot of wine last night. I'm like, I don't know, but I'm like, my hips feel like there are two sledgehammers, like hammering at it. And then it was Ugh. it wasn't until I, you know, took my temperature and it was like a hundred for like seven days, like at a hundred, hundred point one, that I was like, oh, I think it's I think it's the corona. Yeah, and then I, and then I, I got the, the, the positive result. So anyway. <laughs> But I'm good oh now. Cheers. Yeah, good now. Cheers. <laughs> totally. I mean, actually, I was I was texting. We're gonna get, we'll get to Max Clayton a little more later in the hour. Um, but 
uh, we were texting about that, like the morning when you wake up, because really all that we're doing, really, a lot of us are sitting around drinking, trying to pass the time because what, what do you just do? It's like, it, it really helps. And to just get to happy hour, which can no, be basically it's like, any it's time like of the day. When that's when that sun starts to tip <laughs> towards the West. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm literally like, there's that change like, in the oh. lights. Oh, yes. Can I switch from my okay. coffee now? Okay, here we go. Yeah. It's so true. But there's there's a couple hours that but there's a couple been a couple days where you just you switch and and uh you wake up in the morning and you're like, "Oh my god, I, I'm dead. This is it. <laughs> this is corona." And it's like, "No." No, no you just no, you just drank you just you, you just drank a bottle of wine, Joe. That's what that looks yeah. like. Um <laughs> anyway, so we're all just doing the the best that we can. I I have a thing. I have a mug this um, we'll start drinking at the end of the interview. I thought I could at least get some questions out, and and then I then I, then we can start. I I'm can being start good. I'm just drinking. drinking water. I'm not. Oh, I'm I started drinking two hours ago, <laughs> but it's, like, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Joe and I um, were actually productive for the first time in five years today, so that was we that actually was good got for us. a little bit. We got we a little work done. Well, that's good. But I also um, have a six year old that I also, by the oh way, God. P.S. FYI, I am a homeschool teacher now. Right. God bless. How? God bless. How is that going? Yes. It's terrible. Like it's, (laughs) it's terrible. Like I'm not supposed to be a school teacher. I can be a dance teacher. Like I totally, I've taught. That was my only job growing up as a teenager, but like giving him also, he does common core um, for math. So is that the new math? uh The the new math. math. I what the hell? literally what? calling yeah. my genius 46-year-old brother, sending him pictures being like, this is my kindergartner's math. What is it? Like, what's the it's answer? It's not yeah. math. I, don't, I took AP math. calculus in high school and I'm like looking at this. I'm like, wait, huh? What do you yeah. mean they changed math? Yeah, you know what? That's Incredibles <laughs> 2. That's what he says in Incredibles 2. When did they change math? Well, it's like two plus two is four and it just is because it is. You know what I mean? Right, it's like, don't, right, don't tell right. me it's like they're turning this math into English. Like you've got to write an essay about it. And that's why I oh, always, man. I always aced English because I could bullshit my way through everything. I hated math because I'm like, I hate that there's one answer. And now right. they're like, explain right. why two and two is four and how many ways can you have four? Three plus one is four or three and one. I'm just like, guys, two plus two is four. Yeah. So exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 difficult because my son's very energetic and sassy, and we're very connected and in tune with each other's energies. <laughs> and he, we are literally like two goats, just butting heads at all times, and it's it's a challenge. It it just it blows. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I love my yeah. son. Well, and- I think it was Shonda Rhimes who was the first one to tweet like, you know, I, I've, I've homeschooled my kids for one hour and I think that all teachers should make a billion dollars a year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they, I don't know how they do it with 19. Eh? Like there's 19 kids in his class. I'm like, how, yeah. how do they a handle you alone? Right. <laughs> right. Plus 18. I'm right. just, anyway, but it's, yeah. um, that's a challenge, but I just try to get that over with this quickly as I can and bribe him, <laughs> bribe him in so many ways. Just sit down and just do it. Just get it over. Cause he is, he's brilliant. He's actually really smart, which oh. I'm like, where did you get that? Cause Clyde and I are fine. Like we're like, we're fine. Like I was, a, <laughs> <laughs> I am not like a genius. Okay. I'm real, real artistic. We're, we're fine. I'm like totally yeah. average as a, as a, yeah. as a smarty. 
Um, (laughs) but he is, he's, he's brilliant. He's top of his class, but he's a hot, he's a mess. Like his behavior is, is atrocious because he has so much energy and he's bouncing off the walls, but he's brilliant. So he just gets this stuff done so fast. And I'm like, okay, so you finished all your work in an hour and now what do we do? You know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. and we all don't get a break because we can't, I can't give them to anybody. It's like, right. Right. really rough and I don't have a job that I'm just I'm I'm here all the time and I mean it's amazing I've always wanted this time with my family because when you're in a show schedule it's like you just are I'm, especially where I live the, there's so much time dedicated to commuting like literally right. basically four hours a day and or three hours a day and I this is this is what I've wanted but it's just like you know the balance gets off and same for my husband. Yeah. We all need an outlet to like get out and do something for us and then come back. And you know what I mean, totally, totally. Well, and I, it's, it's kind of a nice, I, I, I love hearing about the family stuff. Cause I remember when we were closing, uh, in Boston, you were like, I'm so excited to go home and to be a mom and to be a wife and yeah. to be part of like, you know, because you, we missed our families for that whole yeah. experience, obviously, yeah you know? And so it was great to, I'm sure get back, but now it's like, okay, well now the balance is all strange. Well, it's, <laughs> the thing. Have- it's, it's, it's literally like these scales that you just want to keep even. And it's, and it's like, it, and I, I've been asking for it. I'm like, God, I just want to spend more time with my son, spend more time with my family. And, and now it's just completely shifted and it's, you know, I'm sure everybody's feeling this way. And, but it is, it is really, really nice. The the one thing I do love waking up, having my mornings with my family, spending these gorgeous days. We've been hiking so much in our mountains. And also like, I finally get to really cook again, which I love, love, Mm -hmm. love cooking. Um, so I've been cooking and eating so much. (laughs) And when I'm cooking and eating, I'm thinking about what am I going to cook and eat next? And it's just a, it's just a hamster, hamster wheel. Of just what cycle. am I going to eat next? Because this is exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. my day. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That course. But that's 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 that. I I I just love that. That everybody leans on what they really love during this time, you know. And and so I I find that you know people are. I'm trying to cook. People I love to cook, and people are trying to cook. And you know, so it's it's eating t- a ton and drinking a ton, and we're just they're just going to roll us out of quarantine and back onto Broadway stages well, in a couple of well, that's what m- weeks and months. Today I woke up and I and I felt my <laughs> I, <laughs> I felt my belly jiggle as I walked, and I said to myself, <laughs> "You officially can't zip up that corset." Like that's what I, I ah, said, and I mm. said, "Reel it in, Herder. Reel it in." <laughs> so I went for a three and a half mile run. Did some crunches. I went downstairs. I have a basement, like a dance studio in my basement, so I can dance. So I was doing some choreography, but I have to like reel at the FN because that, that, that corset, she's not zipping at this point. (laughs) Not, I'm not. It's bad. She's bad, Joe. (laughs) That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. We're, everybody gets a free pass in the quarantine, (laughs) you know, and actually uh, we'll, we'll talk to, we'll talk to, um, uh, the, the, the Kathleen, Zuber, the costume yeah. designer, and we'll get we'll get some new we'll get some uh, some baggy shirts and some sweatpants for the first two weeks of Moulin Rouge when you guys are back. Seriously, I'm a little <laughs> nervous. Whatever, whatever. Living, living um, my dreams. Ha, ha, have you uh, have you stayed in touch with people? How how's the sh- how are the people in the show? How are I mean, I've, I've kept in touch with, with some, um, everybody seems to be on the mend. The people who, you know, were, yeah. uh, tested, tested positive. Everybody seems to be good. And, 
and uh, happy. Obviously, I think everyone's enjoying their time, but I, I think, I think like me, I, I, of course, I love seeing people's faces on the screen. Like I love seeing your face, Joe, like I'm seeing a while. I love, you know, Max, yeah. Max and I, we try to FaceTime as much as we can, but I'm like, I, what I'm missing is an actual, like a, a real energy of a, of a human human being right. like a human body in front of me or around me except for my son and my husband it's like right. th- i think that's probably what everyone's really missing is that we're just it's like it's totally. literally groundhog day and the days are flying by <laughs> like i cannot right. believe we're almost yeah. a month like it yeah. seems like yesterday i had a full beat on and they called a meeting at one o'clock on a thursday afternoon on march 12th and they were like okay so we're, we've decided to cancel both shows today and i was like okay. And I'm walking out of the theater and I'm calling Clyde and I'm like, well, shows are canceled today. So I'm coming home. And he was like, yay, but what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know, but I don't think it's good. And now we're right. literally in what the Sunday is, is a month. I mean, it's nuts how fast the time is going by and it's just day in, day out. You wake up, you, you, you make the most of your day and with your family and then you go to bed and you wake up and you do it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think everyone, <laughs> right. everyone that I've talked, that I've talked to from the cast, that everyone's trying to find a way to, whether they're working on a project, doing stuff online, you know, putting it out there for the right. socials. But after a while, you know, the novelty of, of this new change wears off. Also, it's really freaking scary what's happening that, Right, of course. It's like we want to go back to the normal. This this isn't this isn't necessarily fun, this new norm. So I think everybody is it's probably right. now getting a little like, okay, we need we need to go back. Like we need to yeah. get back to work and you know. Yeah. Well purpose. let's let's go back. That's actually that's a great way, you Good know, that's job, a great Joe. segue to just like let's talk about it. Let's talk about Robin and Broadway and how the hell you got oh, here and, and the Moulin, the Moulin Rouge in general. I, I think we could save some of that till the end. Dan, just remind me because I could talk about Moulin Rouge kind of forever with all the, the, the insanity that we went through creating it downtown and in Boston. Oh. Um, also a, a Robin Herder is not allowed inside Fenway park anymore. And <laughs> we, uh, and, <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to tell you why, uh, that, but, <laughs> But so we'll, we'll save that for the end. Um, but I, I want to know how you got started. How did how, you said you were teaching dance and, you know, in high school and, and things, but what, 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 how'd you come up through the ranks and everything? Uh, well, I started, I, I, I started, okay. I saw the show cats when I was six. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's go. And that classic, <clears throat> that classic B that's just like, she sees the white kitty and says, I want to dance. So, yeah. My mom put me in a dance class because she also said all I would do was just run around like a crazy person dancing all the time. She had, uh, you know, she, she brought me into this dance school. She's like, she's nuts. Just, she's got all this dancing <laughs> and this energy. Just do something with it to organize it. And I'm like, huh, sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, nothing <laughs> has changed. Hudson and <laughs> myself. And yeah. so he, uh, <laughs> she, I started dancing when I was seven and I, I really loved it. And then um, I I knew I always wanted to be on Broadway after I saw the revival of Damn Yankees when I was eleven. And I oh, Lola, yeah, love that. Yep, that's me. I, I need to, I need to do it one day. But that's what made me like I was like, oh my god, that's my calling. Like literally, I saw Baby New Earth, and I'm like, that's what I need to do 
when I grow up, when I'm 11. <laughs> that's that's normal. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, a bustier and garter belts. Yay! <laughs> I'm playing the, playing the devil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I haven't changed. Oh I never looked back. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, so I started, I... I you know, taught dance through high school. And I obviously was taking dance all the time. I, t- I, I really focused on ballet because that's what I, I knew I needed to, to be, you know, because I was mainly like dancer forward. And then when I was 17, I started to sing. So I'm like, oh, I realized I, I need to like sing <laughs> in order yeah. to, to do this. Um, and then I just kind of like, you know, I never really took voice lessons. I just kind of like taught myself through listening to music, all different kinds of music. Um, I wanted to go to college for a second and I knew I didn't want to go to a conservatory, um, just because it was too much Mm -hmm. of, uh, one focus on musical theater. I wanted to be around like Mm -hmm. all kinds of people. So I went Mm -hmm. to university of New Hampshire and UNH great hockey school. Yeah, it's great hockey school. Great. (laughs) drinking school. I think when I was there, it was like ranked number 11 party schools in the nation and definitely took advantage of that. Um, and I, Michigan was way low on that list. So we don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Um, so, oh my God, I think my son's going to come in. So please, oh, that'd be fun if he wants to come in. But no, (laughs) no, I'm just going to, only if he's in his power ranger costume. Oh my God. Um, Anyway, so I, I knew I, I, I did my first year and I thought I wanted to go back my sophomore year. And the minute I went back to my sophomore year, I realized that I made a mistake. And the beginning of my second semester of my sophomore year, I saw all these auditions online and I asked my mom if I could go and just audition in New York for a week. And she goes, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Do it. This is what you want. I said, okay. So when I went, I auditioned and I had like this string of beginner's luck and I got like five jobs. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Never happened again, yeah. but I re- I just like, knocked them out. I was like, cool. And I said, mom, can I take one? And she goes, like, yes. This is easy. I was like, this is amazing. Cause I didn't know any better. I was just like, I'm so sick. Of, totally. I'm so sick of hearing people tell me how to audition. I would rather just do it. I'm a doer. I, I learn by doing. Right. And so I took a cruise ship that went to um, Europe and I got to, at 20 years, 19 years old, I got to see like the Baltic, Mediterranean, um, wow. Scandinavia. Like it was really, really amazing. Came back. That's when I decided to move to New York. And then I got the, the national tour Starlight Express. And I was nice. on roller skate for 18 months. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And, uh, that's when I got my equity card. <laughs> Came back to wow. New or after Starlight Express, that's when I went back to Main State Music Theater, which I grew up uh, doing summer stock at. Mm. And that's where I met, re-met my now husband. Um, and then after that, I, I went back to New York and I got Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, my first Broadway show. And Perfect. I just kind of kept going. Kept, I mean, it's just, kept stringing it's, it together. Just because I, I, I had, I wish I could have it again, but it's impossible, right? As you grow up in this business and you develop all these insecurities and these fears and worries, um, I, I really had such an open mind and I didn't know any better that I just had such a pure love for musical theater and the business, the business back when I was 21 and I was like, Oh my God, the business. And I'm like, 
<laughs> these fucking people. I know. So <laughs> I think that's why I did so well. Like I was just like overlapping jobs, right? I mean, I did like Chitty, then I did Spamlot tour, then I did Wedding Singer, and then Chicago, and then Greece, and I just like and then I got a chorus line tour, and then I didn't work for three years. <laughs> nice. Wow. Oh yeah. Then I, I, then I went I, crazy. The, <laughs> That's that's uh, th- I wanted to just before because I want to know about that because because we always talk about like what it's you know we're, uh, the unemployment is is real and really difficult. Very real. You worked at Main State. Were you working at Main State in high school? Main State. Musical I was. Theater? Yeah. I I I yeah. did my very first musical, Grace, there in '99. <laughs> nice. And nice because that seems like it would be a great place to cut your teeth and to like really kind of you probably learned very early the, learned, the, the business aspect yeah, of the business. I did because yeah. I was considered a local um, because right. I was from Maine. I, I live 45 minutes from the theater. Um, so I wasn't considered an intern, which I did. I was an intern like three years later, but I wasn't considered an intern. So I didn't have to go by the intern rules, which is like, you know, <laughs> that's, that's a lot. <laughs> So they kind of treated me as equity. So I would have my lunch breaks and my breaks Mm. with equity, with the equity folk. And I literally just asked them all the questions and learned, literally learned about the business through the principals at, who were playing, you know, uh, in Greece. Yeah. The leads. Yeah. Yeah, So, and that's how I, that's how I learned. And then the next year I went back and I did Victoria as a local, um, and then the next year I volunteered. I'm like, I want to be an intern. I want to figure out how this, this whole thing works. I want to do the grunt work. I want to paint sets. Mm-hmm. I want to do all this. I mean, I slightly regretted it once I got myself into it. I'm like, you want me to do what? <laughs> you want me to like rip things out? I was like, I just yeah. want to pick my leg and sing. <laughs> yeah. But I did it. And that was the year, actually, I was 19. I was an intern. That was the year I met Clyde. And wow. I, I didn't really talk to him. I was just obsessed with him. But he was there as an equity actor, and I was nineteen, and I was just like, oh my "God, it's Clyde Owls, <sighs> music man, <laughs> oh, <whoa>. music man." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! And then how did you reconnect? So I literally, it was like a joke. Like when we were doing shows, I was like, I'd go into the girls' dressing room and be like, "Guys, Clyde just put a hand on me," or Clyde just said hi to me today. Like, but we never ever <laughs> talked. Three. He leaves. I finish out the the season doing like, you know, Footloose or something. And three years, like three years go by, no contact whatsoever. And then I end up, that's after Starlight, when I got my equity card, I called up Main State. I said, hey, I, I'm, I'm an equity member now. Do you need a dancer? And they said, yeah, of course. Come, come do Follies and Brigadoon and Kiss Me Kate. And I was like, great. And that's when Clyde came back and I was older and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is he's mine now (laughs) yeah (laughs) i realized like oh i actually really i think i i'm actually in love with him and after three years Uh, of not having any contact with him and that was it and i and i I literally forced him i was like no no no, you're mine and he you know (laughs) he submitted Anyway, but all these years later, and now yeah. and now we've been we've been together. Almost, uh, this summer will be sixteen years. Married eleven. Oh my god! Child, it's good. It's all good, and we still really, really, really like each other, which is important. You get, you obviously love your person, but you have to right. still really like them. That's that's very important. 
I just love that. I love that so much. I mean, you guys are, are it's, it's stupid in the age of social media, but it's like the goals, you know, when you like, there's a couple like, cause also my wife is obsessed with you, which is, which is really fun. And I told you that when we started working together, Alex Fink is completely obsessed with Robin Herder because she would stalk her in the early days of YouTube. It was like, there were videos of you up there and she was like, so when we started working together, Alex was like, oh my God, you're working with Robin Herder. I saw her in The Wedding Singer. It was my first Broadway that show and I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. So yeah. crazy. Yeah. And, and I, was like, like, I was like, Robin? wait, <laughs> what? Robin? <laughs> She's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't know, man. She had 14 beers at the magician on the Lower East Side last night. So I don't know <laughs> what you're talking oh, about. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm keeping it real at all times. <laughs> oh, shoot. I just, I just love that. Um, and I just, I mean, we can jump around a little bit because now, now, you know, you're in New York and, and you, we, we sort of cut away from the unemployment phase, mm-hmm. but, be, you know, you strung together a bunch of jobs and then was it really three years? Was yeah. It like, it, yeah. Wow. So basically like I, and what you would, you know, call like typecast, let's say for like the <laughs> dumb blonde floozy in those like, you know, 1920s to 50s shows, um, you know, always had a, a blonde wig on my head and being a little, yeah. you know, slut, like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> Marty yeah. and, you yeah, know, exactly. like, it's just, I'm very, very typecast. And I, once I got... Cassie in a core sign. I, and I did the tour for a, a year. I came back to New York and I was like, okay, this is, I, I am more than these character, you know, floozy chorus girls from Brooklyn, like that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I, but me saying that I, I really messed myself up with, uh, thinking what I was right for. You know, I, I came back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was doing also. I was doing Cassie when I shouldn't have been doing Cassie. I should have been doing Val. That's exactly what I should have been doing. And I, I was offered it. I was up for Cassie. I couldn't. I, I didn't get it. I then they were like, "Well, do you want to do Val?" And I was like, "Duh." And and because my husband Clyde was cast as Mike already, and mm. I then I couldn't. Wow. I couldn't get out of my Grease contract because I had two months left and I had signed a year. So I lost out. Clyde went off on the first six months of the tour. And then they came back and they said, Hey, let's do Cassie. And I, I, or do you want to do Cassie? And I said, okay, but I never felt like I was, that's what I should be doing because I'm like, I've just been very privileged as an actor so far. I just jump from one job to another job to another job. And I really care about the show and I care about this woman, Cassie. And I'm like, I have no idea. I feel like I need to like mm-hmm. live it. And I don't yeah. know. I am just saying things that I feel like should have actually happened to me as Robin. And so I did a good mm-hmm. faker for a year. I f- that's how I say it. I'm like, I can sing it, I can dance it, and I can act it. I, I said right. words with a certain tone and a certain thing, m- emotion on my face to me. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, but I don't think I was right at 27 years old doing the role. And I come back to New York and I felt like crap after the tour because I was so, so worn down. And, yeah. but I was like, oh, I'm going to do Cassie now or I'm going to do roles like Cassie. I'm going to be like, I'm a real woman. And I just like, cr- like zoom crash failed on every audition. I couldn't get a call back. I would walk into rooms like the desperation was getting so bad. Like I could look down at my legs and my dress and the, my, my, the material on my dress was, was tremoring. Like it was shivering because I was wow. so 
nervous and insecure and I had no idea. And it was literally from the end of 2009 to 2012 when I started um, Nice Work, if you can get it, <laughs> where wow. I did not, I did not work at all. Nothing. I, I just, I mean, thank God Clyde, he just like, hit the pavement. He did, you know, anything goes, he, he was, he was working. Like he was making sure that we had yeah. some sort of money coming in. Cause we were newlyweds. We got married on the Coruscant tour. So oh, it wow. wasn't until uh nice work came around and I went back to playing a, a, a floozy, but you know what? I realized <laughs> that that at, at my age, I was what, uh, 30. I really realized I, I know how to make a, a floozy smart as an actress. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to yeah. really figure out that I'm actually like, I'm a, I'm an actress. Like you should, you sh you're not just like a dumb blonde who sings an axe, you know what I mean? And yeah. dancing yeah. like you, you're trying to get laughs. First. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that kind of boosted up my confidence a little bit, but then my, my little, my, my uterus started kicking and I was like, I need to have a baby. <laughs> and then I got all sad. And I was like, I need more than this. Okay. And then I had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, but then the, you got to play Cassie again. And this, and, and this was the real, the real blessing is that when, and I, I will never forget. It's one of the best days, you know, when you get a call that you're going to be on Broadway. <laughs> Yeah. Like that call that you're it's like, good, I'm going to make, it's just, it's, it's the best day. It's the best feeling. It is the best feeling. I was going apple picking. This was in 2018, uh, September of 2000 or yeah. End of September, 2018. And, uh, I get a call from my agent being like, I'm hesitant to tell you this, but basically if this person who they've wanted for this Cassie in city center, if she's going to pull out it's in the next two hours and they're just going to offer it to you and i remember going I, I was in the car on our on our way to apple picking in warwick and i literally like <laughs> went numb and i knew it was going to happen like i had this feeling i was like i think this is going to happen for me and that's the only time I, I i've always wanted to do the role again only in new york uh, and i was like well my mm -hmm. chances are numb because they're not reviving reviving it when i'm of age <laughs> when I get, when I get actually do it. <laughs> um, I was like, cause I'm like getting a little long in the tooth. And <laughs> so I was like, let me, uh, but yeah, he, uh, he said that and I was just like, okay. And that night I, you know, we went apple picking. I was thinking about it, but I kind of put it away. And that night I was making an apple pie and I got an email saying, here's your offer. And I, Oh, immediately started crying. I couldn't even speak. I just took the phone and put it in Clyde's face and I'm on my knees crying. And I'm like, I'm going to do it in New York city. Like I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it at 30, how old was I? 36 years old. Like I'm going to do it when I should be doing it. I know who this woman is now. Like I, I've, I've gone through it. I've gone crazy, nuts, insecure, throwing myself on my bed, screaming. I've become a wife since the last time I've done it. I've become a mother. I've not worked for three years. I understand this business right. so much more that it was such, such a gift to go back and do these, what, five performances. And it was, I, I actually don't know if anything will touch it. Like that week of performing this role at city center was, might always be like the ultimate of my career. Like it was, it was magical. 
And I'm so, so, so grateful to be able to get that gift again of playing the ultimate role for a female who is like, you got to be a dance, a dance, a dancer. (laughs) And then you have to apply your, your vote, your vote, Che, and you gotta, you have to really know how to say those words. And I got to do it in front of New York City audiences and it was amazing. It was amazing. And uh, there was a full-blown stop the show standing ovation after Music in the Mirror (laughs) on the closing night performance. I didn't even know. I I, I sat in the front row, cried like a little child because it was one of the coolest things. I have like my top five. And like that was absolutely in my top five theatrical moments of my whole life. Cause I knew that most of that story. I didn't realize that you had had like you guys got married on the tour. Like, I mean, this is amazing. Yeah. This is just so amazing. I basically to put the pieces grew together. Up. But like <laughs> Yeah. Went through life in those uh how how long was it? Ten years? Ten years. It was a decade. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, that that moment, I didn't even realize that people stood up when <laughs> At the end of the show, he's yeah. like, "Hey, to- Tony Asbeck comes up and he goes, "Hey, standing O," and he yeah. gave me a hug, and I go, "What?" He goes, they go- "You know, they all yeah. stood up for you," and I go, yeah. "And I and I broke down crying because I'm like, I didn't know. I just knew I'm trained to hold that pose." Bayork says, "You right. do not break it until you start to hear the applause die. You stay there," and I just right. held it right. and I held it, and then it, and then I. It's funny because I'm in so much um, pain and I'm so fatigued from holding it. Right. That I didn't, right. I was also emotional because everyone just kept like clapping. So I, I, I was crying cause I, I broke down because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so emotional, but I'm actually in so much pain as, as well because <laughs> just I used it, it so hard because it was my last time. And I'm like, this is the last time I'm doing this fucking dance. And I'm like, I'm going right. to kick it. So anyway, but it was, it was the best. It was just the best moment. Best. Unbelievable. So can I, I want to go back just a second. Mm-hmm. What do you think it was in that coming out of that three-year process that led you to have more confidence to have better auditions and turn the corner out of that period of unemployment? Is there something you can point to aside from just feeling more confident? I mean, the re okay. So there's, I always feel like you, I mean, you guys might know that or, or experience this when you have a job, you automatically feel a little bit like the, the, the pressure is lifted a little mm-hmm. bit. Like mm-hmm. when you're going in yeah. for stuff, when you already have a Broadway gig or, you know, a long, long standing gig, you, you already have that confidence behind you that I'm like, Oh, it's okay. So there, it, that alone, that takes so much pressure off. And it's amazing that type, that type of energy that's taken away from you the, across the table or behind the table, they don't, they don't sense that anymore. So they're like, Oh, great. Totally. They're immediately already more intrigued because they're not sensing your desperation, all mm-hmm. of your insecurities. So basically from, from nice work. Well, I mean, for me really, which is kind of an interesting thing. I had a baby and I was out of work. I mean, I was, you know, basically <laughs> I was really fat for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I breastfed for a year and all those cute girls are like, Oh my God, the breastfeeding just takes the weight right off. I was not that gal. And I was a fluffy, Two double o. I was a fluffy muffin for a long, long, long time. And it wasn't until, um, 
I, it was basically two years that I auditioned for, I auditioned for a couple things and, but I was really like staying at home, but I will say having a baby changed the game for me because you really don't give a fuck anymore. You're like, I have a, I have a human. So that automatically lifts so much off your shoulders. Also, I knew that like I had my husband that was providing at the time, like he was working and I was like, it's okay. It's okay. But also I'm like, you walk into that room being like, I don't have time for this shit. Like I have to go pump. Mm -hmm. Like I have to, I have to go. Right. Right. Like I have, you know what I mean? And that literally was the best thing that could have happened to me because I'm doing better. My, I'm doing way better now at post baby than I was beforehand. And my whole outlook on life now is, is, and, and the business is better because I'm like, you know, I kind of have that attitude, like, I don't have time for the shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, but also you have this fire in you that you want to work harder because you look at the space and you're like, I want to give you the best goddamn life I can possibly give you. And that automatically fuels this, this desire and this determination and this drive even more. Um, so for me, and I think a lot of moms, like I've seen so many moms who are my age that, you know, had a baby when they like turned 30, 31, and then they're coming back and they're better than ever. And I swear to God, it's because you have that, that child and you're like, you're, you're doing this not for yourself anymore. You, you are because you love it, but you're doing it because you're like, I have this, this purpose. I need to work. Yeah. Work for this. Oh my God. Um, Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. It's amazing. Does that, does that answer no, your question? No, that was beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, no, that was the like question 16 oh, times over. I know. Sorry. That was like I the most beautiful just, thing. I will just keep talking and go, uh, and go off. No, no, no. No, I'm going to go ask Alex if she wants to have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, are, you guys no. should have a baby. No, we want to. Yeah, yeah. not for a little while. You heard but, it here yeah. first. Yes, no, we definitely do. Hi. But that's the, like the world. But that's the world's greatest like, like you know. There's an old adage that children bring wealth. Like that's the, the you know, and that there's a focus to that that is just so amazing to hear. Because yeah, like we go on auditions, and we're like ah, nah, 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 nah. but then you have this thing that's looking at you like you know, I want a new Hot Wheels set. And you're like, I want to buy you the Hot Wheels set. Well, you know, it's, it's so I don't true. Know. Yeah. And I will say, I'm speaking I, to Hudson in particular. And I will say, because this was the best advice, and I give it to every single per- friend, colleague um, that is ever thinking of having a child and they're worried because of this business. Kelly O'Hara, and nice work if you can get it. When I was really like, I was, I was, the, the clock was ticking. And Kelly, mm-hmm. I was telling her about all my fears. I'm like, oh my God, but I just am originating a Broadway role and I've got this momentum, but I not necessarily, I feel empty inside. And she goes, Robin, you're never going to have enough money. It's never going to be the right. right time. And there's always going to be a job you're going to miss out on. And if you just go by that, you're never going to, if, if you're stuck it's on that, you're never going right. to have a baby. Just do it. Right. It always works out. And that's why I tell anybody. I'm like, it's never going to be yeah. the right time. You always can have more money and there will always be a job. But guess what? Look at me now. Look at me now. I'm fucking <laughs> Mimi on Broadway. <laughs> like, yeah. It takes a little time, but it's like, look, I'm doing, I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. The gift I have now. Yeah. And I was so worried at a, as a 
30 year old that was just like, Oh my God, what about the business? Well, I'm going to lose all my momentum and just crash and burn and never work again. And now I'm like, look at what I just accomplished after a baby and look what I'm doing to my body. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the more I, (laughs) the more I talk to people, the more it's like the business will always be there. Uh Yeah. Like you you need to go and just like do what you need to do for your life. Like even if it's not having a baby, even if it's like, I'm just going to move home to be with my parents in Arkansas. Like, so, go do so what you right. got to do. It's, it's all good. Right. It's and then you can come right. back. It's not going anywhere. Yep. You're so right. right. It is. Because it's like, yeah, you're going to mess out on a role. But guess what? Then in whatever, five years, there's your role that you're supposed to do. That's what you're actually meant to do. It's the universe, right. man. The universe has its timing. This law of attraction and this energy that's like orbiting around us, man. It's all about timing. That's perfect. For sure. And so with... Uh, you are... <laughs> motherfucking Nini on Broadway. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is just like the greatest thing I've ever uh, heard. Uh, I I know a, a bit of this, obviously, but but what did the Moulin Rouge film mean to you? Did you... What, what was what was that property for you before you got, you know, involved with the musical? I, um... I... I, I tell, I tell the story a lot, but I, I, I never get tired of telling it because it's so exciting to me still. Um, I was 19 when the movie came out. I saw the, the movie on opening weekend when I was an intern at Main State Music Theater. Um, I went with my boyfriend. Remember, I was obsessed with Clyde Alves, but I had a boyfriend for three years. He was yeah. a high school boyfriend. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I went with my boyfriend and we sat in this tiny little theater on Main Street in Brunswick, Maine, and I watched it and I obviously was obsessed with it, but it wasn't until Roxanne happened and Caroline O'Connor, oh. like she w- started, so I, I literally, I still get chills thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she starts spreading just... out in that Roxanne scene with the Argentinian, and I started shaking, shaking like when I was eleven years old. No, when it was I was like ten years old, and I saw a chorus line um, yeah. in, in a in a regional theater in Maine or community theater in Maine, and I started shaking, trembling at the kick line at the end, and I started crying. But I'm like, I'm ten years old. Why am I crying? Like, why am I crying? Why <laughs> right. am I being so emotional even, right yeah. now? And I didn't know what that feeling was. That I, it was inspiration and this 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 deep deep love well that's what happened when i was watching roxanne and watching this bitch just like (laughs) tell a story with her body like she told she didn't say a word and she just told it with her body and her eyes and her arms oh god and the music i started shaking and of course at the end of the movie i couldn't leave the theater for like 10 minutes because i was was like convulsing snot everything crying sobbing I was so obsessed with the movie. And as I'm walking out of the theater with my boyfriend, I said, this needs to be a Broadway show and I need to be her. I need to be Nini. Like I need to be the girl in Roxanne. And I was 19. And I just kept waiting and waiting. I'm like, when the fuck is anybody going to make this thing a musical? And I kept talking about it. Talking <laughs> right. about it. And then, you know, when like Playbill, when you see something that you like really, really want, and then all of a sudden something on like Theater Mania pops up and they're like, Moulin Rouge being adapted to like, my face went numb and I got really like angry, jealous, nervous, insecure. I'm like, but wait a minute, but wait a minute, I need to be Nini. Like, when, when's, when's my appointment? When's my appointment? <laughs> I started like tweaking out and already getting very territorial. But I'm like, I need to go in. They need to see me. They need to see me. And, yeah. uh, 
and then there that that's the beginning of my journey <laughs> with Moulin Rouge. <laughs> When was that? When, when was that? Because because we did the lab in the fall of seventeen. Five thousand years ago. It was five thousand years ago. <laughs> I miss you so much, Joe. God, did we <laughs> laugh so much during that lab at the Clemente Center? Yeah, um, it was un unbelievable. Was it a long audition process? Do you remember? Yeah, it was. It, well, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, they, they. I read a few sides. I sang a song, and then it really was like there was like three callbacks for it. I mean, one yeah. of the best auditions of my life was actually doing the one-on-one audition with Sonia, and we were just. It wasn't what I do in the show now, um, like the Roxanne yeah. thing, but we were doing all this funky partnering. It was just me and Joelle at the time, and yeah. and I. Uh, I just remember living my dreams and literally like a lace bra and panty and a garter belt. Like I was like, I just didn't care. And I was like, yep, I'm in lingerie doing a tango rolling around on the ground. And I was living my goddamn (laughs) dreams. Like I was like, this is right. And so I got the, uh, (laughs) we thought we were all auditioning for the lab at Clemente center. Um, Mm -hmm. but then they decided that there was going to be a reading because this audition was like in like May or something. I can't remember, but they said they were going to do a one week reading in August and then they were going to do the lab in October through December. And I remember getting the call saying they're going to, they're going to offer you the the reading, but not the lab. And I kind of like sunk. I said, Mm. okay. So I did the reading, thought it went well. And then they called me two days later, like, they're not offering you the lab. And my whole world oh. battered. Like, I, I remember being at our local pool and uh, Clyde, <laughs> I made Clyde go back to uh, make more uh, roadies. Because <laughs> 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 we live two minutes away from the pool. And I was like, I need another margarita. Can you just go home and make more? And so when he left, yeah. that's when my agent called. And they're like, they want to exhaust all other options before offering you the lab and I died, like literally died. Mm -hmm. And I cried and I cried and I got angry. I was so upset. I couldn't even, I was doing Chicago at the time, the show, and I couldn't even go to work. I was so distraught. I like, I called out because I was like, I can't do this. I can't even function as a human right now because I'm like, this isn't right. This is incorrect. This is incorrect. So, uh, (laughs) anyway, a few weeks go by they end up offering it to me, which was, you know, great. It was bittersweet, but I was like, okay, guess they didn't find anything better so yeah, so they right, they, right. they, they uh, gave it to yeah, me this business man uh, yeah Jesus I mean, I, and, I, and the thing is like i don't know people hearing this i've talked mm. about this in interviews and i don't know if the creatives yeah. get upset that i explain this but i really think it's important for people to hear that it's like this shit is not given to me on a fucking platter sorry can i swear right yeah of hell course hell, oh, yeah well and no, also the, also yeah. it's good for all of us <laughs> this just happened to me yeah. to a show that probably is now on halt mm-hmm. uh, is now not happening because of mm-hmm. the COVID-19, mm-hmm. but just happened to me as well. Like I did an out of town and then they went, they're going to a lab and I was replaced. And so it's just like one of those things that like, unless it's I sign taboo. an NDA, we can talk about this because everybody in the business needs to know that this happens. This happens it, to talented oh, people. Yeah, it happens every day. It has yeah. most of the time, nothing to do with you, blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah. And it's also like, I, I, I had this fire lit under my ass. I mean, it was hard. The lab was really, really hard for me. I mean, and the people who saved me were Max Clayton and Joe Carroll. 
(laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was really, I mean, coming into this show that we knew it, we we walked in knowing this is going to be a massive hit and it was going to be, it was going to be very large. And we put so much work into the six week lab. And I also like meaning the role was not as developed as it was now. So I was also very confused Mm -hmm. as to what I was like back then. There was no tango. There was no Roxanne back then in the lab. Mm -hmm. And I, that would be a crime if that song. Well, they realized that. Well, and they they realized that. Yeah, exactly. Like they figured it out eventually. I mean, they put out a census to people being like, what are your favorite things? And it's like, come what may come. Oh, sorry. You guys still there? Uh-oh. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Come yeah. Up May okay. <laughs> and Roxanne. <laughs> like the yeah, tango. Totally. So right. totally. I um yeah, it was the lab was was difficult for me. And I also was like another six-week audition because we all knew that the next offer coming up was Boston and Broadway. And because we knew the boss right. the, the tryout was gonna be in Boston. And so <laughs> I did not get, I mean, I felt very much so that I was auditioning for six weeks to try to get yeah. an offer, not even for, for, for both of them, but like, it wasn't until our last presentation at intermission that I got a call from my agent being like, they're offering you Boston. And I said, and Broadway, he, they said, and he said, just Boston. I said, you make sure it's Broadway as well. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't, right. I'm working yeah, so hard. And then, you know, I feel like I I didn't even like I I felt like I actually like proved my worth on opening night in Boston where people were like oh yeah you're good yeah. that's it you're an actor <laughs> good job oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> being honest I'm just saying I and I'm talking it's about brutal. it because this is it's I worked my yeah. fucking ass off to make this role what it was. And I keep, and every show I, as tired as I am, I keep working harder and harder to try to prove a point. I still feel like I'm still working to prove that I am worthy of this role, which sucks, but it's been what this summer will be four years. It was, we wow. did the reading in, in wait, was it August 2017? Wait, did we do the lab? In- yeah, yeah, the the fall the the lab was in the fall of seventeen. So okay, so it'll be three years total. Yeah, that mm, I've been working on this, and I st- still always feel like I need to be wo- working harder and harder to to prove something. But I guess I don't know. That's what makes me stronger or better. I don't know. It's messed up. Well, no, it's up. it's. <laughs> The business is messed up, but it's but it it's here. And I mean, I, I just after talking to you guys, it felt like you never want a global pandemic to happen, obviously. But it did seem like you guys could use a month of ice baths and recover, <laughs> recovery from what you what you. I mean, you don't know how to. You said this to me a million times about a million different things, including um, cocktails that you don't know how to mark. Nope. So you don't know how to, <laughs> you don't know a way to like, you're good. When you, when you sl- strap on the shoes and get in rehearsal, it, it's 110. Yeah. I yeah. never, I haven't seen anything like it before or since Look, watching you rehearse. Yeah. It, I just need it's 110% all the time. I know. Well, cause I also, I, I mean, it's like, it's, and I think that's good that it's like my hardcore ballet training, like dancer mentality, but I, right. you never, you always, I always think you, you they're always watching you not that they're right. always judging but they might always be judging. right 
Uh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> and <laughs> right, I right. just always, but I also, it's a mechanism in me that I'm like, just like full tilt, go get it hardcore. And also it's a safety thing. Like I yeah. can't with anything that I do in the show, if I try to market because I'm always, I have hands on me at all times, except for the opening, like, you know, when I'm a lady, right. lady M like Mimi, yeah. but any other time when I'm like working with Ricky who plays Santiago or my four guys in, in Roxanne or bad romance. Like you can't mark because that's when it, if you want to take it easy and you've got other hands on you, that's when things will get dangerous and you could get hurt. And all I'm trying to do mm-hmm. is stay in the show. Like I hate missing 100%. so much. I hate it so much. I always want to be on stage because I worked my ass off for it. And it's mine. Right, right. <laughs> um, I'm not afraid right, to say it. I'm like, right. yeah, of course it's territorial over. It's mine. I create I created exactly. it with Sonia. Like I, it's mine. And I want yes. to be on stage and do it. And I yeah, love it. Of course. As hard as it is, I love it so much. And I just want to fucking rip it to shreds and like just be this like foaming at the mouth beast every night and then like close the cage and go back home and then be a mom and cook food. Yeah, exactly. Put it on it. (laughs) God, I, I'm obsessed with you. Um, and I, I will we'll let you go um, in a, in a second. Um, we because we just oh, get, we'll wrap we'll wrap up our list. Oh. I could go downstairs and get another drink. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. Um, but I want to just I, I want you to we'll keep talking afterwards. We'll just stop recording so people can can get on with another podcast. Um, but uh, what we have a couple questions we always ask, yeah. and I'm going to ask ask two because Dan knows one of them. But what does Max Clayton mean to you? <laughs> that's my first question we had him on the show a couple of weeks I know, ago i know he he told me um max clayton to me is my there's so many things i could say right now uh when i first think <laughs> about it he's my happiness he's yeah. my savior i'm i'm like about probably because i've had two drinks and i'm uh, i miss him so much i will probably get emotional but I just, I just miss him so much. He is pure happiness, joy, my spirit, my soul. <laughs> we, I, I, I don't know how to explain it, except we are a certain kind of soulmate. A soulmate doesn't need to be yeah. like your spouse or your lover. It can be a person that your souls are literally supposed to be mated. And yeah. he's one of them. And this out of, it's hard. And with this whole social distancing, um, quarantine thing, one of the hardest things for me is not being near him every day (laughs) because I need a a dose of him. That's why we try to like FaceTime or, or whatever. But he, um, you know, that's the thing. There's another part of this, like, we're not going to do Moulin Rouge together for the rest of our lives. There's going to be a time where we're going to be separated for that. So I guess this is a good Mm -hmm, training, my training wheels to not have trial separation (laughs) max late in my life all the time. But he is literally, um, he is such a huge part of my joy and, um, youthful spirit. Like we keep each other. He's, he's, you know, just a little bit younger than me. Um, but he (laughs) keeps me, he, he brings out like Rob, like we're both from new England. He's from New Hampshire. I'm from Maine. And he brings out the, like my true kid self, like my 12 year old, 
14 year old self and I'm, oh, if he says, Robin, we're going to do this. I'm like, okay, the shit he does to me. And I just let him do it. It's like, I'm like Max's dog where it's like, he's just going to do shit to me. And I'm like, God, do it. Like just spraying silly string inside my mouth and I'll laugh and just be like, do it again. And if you don't know what we're talking about, it's all over Instagram, yeah, everyone. So go to I mean, page, Max, go to my Max page. got it exactly. She, he has a whole um, section of his highlights that's just Robin. You know that he had to make another yeah. highlight because he maxed out. <laughs> Austin maxed, maxed Rob, it out. Yeah, Robin two point um, Amazing. That's, that's where you and, can see Fenway. Yeah, and that's where you can see bits from Fenway, uh, which was one of the absolute best. One of the best nights. days. One of the best days. Ever. One of the best days ever. From what yeah. I remember through my phone, <laughs> like looking at my phone, that's what I remember. Exactly, exactly. But uh, yep, Robin did get kicked out of a bar at Fenway, and uh, and it was just until I was one of the best out, things. Ever. I was just denied <laughs> entry. <laughs> God, I was so mad. Oh my, I was so mad. It was so great. Well, if any, uh, yeah, I just I'm obsessed. Um, all right, so we'll we'll wrap it up, Dan. You want to do your little? Uh, it's actually, a, I think, an excellent uh, question given the circumstances. Yes. Yeah. What What would your advice be to 16 year old Robin? Oh, uh, oh, don't change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I. I love that. No, I don't change. I seriously. I I am no different than I was when I was 16. So I'm very happy. I I've kept true. I'm I'm no. I, I'm older and maybe a little bit. Uh, you know, more tired, but. I would say keep exactly what you're doing because it's the right thing. Honestly. Oh man, that's the best. Mm-hmm. I'm, Last I'm week lying. we talked. I, and to... I mean, I it's yeah. it's so true. I would not change a thing. When I was 16, I had just come back the the summer. Um, I had done Broadway Theater Project. It was it was '98, and I learned so much. But I, it was my first like introduction to like real like Broadway music theater. Where I had like Anne Reinking teaching me and Dilys Croman teaching me and all these wow. amazing Gregory Hines. I had a tap class with Gregory Hines. And I had all these people and what? Yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was an amazing summer for me. I only did one year of Broadway Theater Project, but it was so influential, like the most influential. And I came back to my ballet school and I taught everybody everything I learned. And I was still nuts. I was still myself. I was still breaking the borders of like, you know, I was like the rogue ballerina in my ballet company, but I was just like, I want to do Broadway, 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 Broadway. And I wanted to be friends with everybody. I I mean, literally I am, I, I'm still who I am. I'm still a 16 year old, um, just with a little bit more experience and I'm a little bit more tired because of my son. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I'd love that. I literally would definitely say, don't, don't change. You're on the right path. Don't change. Genius. I, yeah. I'm obsessed with that. And then my, <laughs> my question that we end with is, um, what's, what's your kind of unreachable star? What's your like end of the horizon. Now you've accomplished so much, you know, your life is so full and what, what do you see, you know, down the road, three, five, ten. Is there something that you're looking yeah, at I now that win you a really want to do? I want to hands down win a Tony. I wish when I let's go. Yep, every eleven, eleven. Let's I always go. see eleven, eleven on the clock. I always catch them. One ones, ones everywhere. Anytime I get to make a wish, it's I just I want to win a Tony. I'd like to be nominated. That's great, but I want to fucking win one. 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> let's go. I Call it. Let's put but it to I, the damn I, universe. I realized what Tonys were when I was like 11 or 12. And I would watch speeches. And I always think about Michael Bennett when he won. And he goes, yeah. I really wanted this. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. I really want it. I don't totally. know. I just, it's, it's being recognized for everything that you've worked for. And people, people recognize like how hard you've worked, how much love and effort and sacrifice and crying. And of course, you know, whatever, blood, sweat and tears, all that bullshit. Like, but like, really like you've poured your life into this. And especially me at my age being in my late thirties with a family. And I sacrificed so much for the love of this art form that I'm like, yeah, I want to stand up there in a fucking gown win a Tony and like bop my, my leg and kick my head and like leave. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Now I expect nothing else. I'm going to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Literally going to go I'm to obsessed. fucking Capri and just like pop a squat, drink some limoncello and like call it a day and let my son be like a famous soccer player in Italy. That's literally perfect. I got, I got it all set up. But- yeah, that's that's it. That's it, Robin. I'm obs- I, I love you. I love you. I miss. I miss you. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you for talking to us. This was so fun. Oh, this was a this, this was, was a so treat fun. to my what is it? One thir- Tuesday. What day is it? Tuesday. It's a schmuddybills. <laughs> <laughs> it's a schmuddybills day. Yes. In the month of meow. <laughs> Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.